That was a scene last night at the Budweiser stage. My wife and I were actually making dinner together. I was streaming it on TSN Go. And we were both looking at each other saying, really? Like, there was a lot of laugh-out-louds, one-liners, but I felt like I was watching Comedy Central. Like the roast of Bob Saget. That's what it felt like, didn't it? It was like guys who were trying to be comedians but are supposed to be athletes. I don't know what that was yesterday, other than backing up my point on yesterday's program that Mayweather-McGregor is not a sport. It's entertaining. It's entertainment. But a sport, hardly. Gareth Wheeler with you, at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. What's up, Toronto? It's a dark, gloomy, cool-ish, doesn't-feel-like-summer kind of day around the GTA. So just hang with me for the next two hours. Plenty to get into on this program. Uh, WTF is lighting up. It's lit. I'm going to finish up the show today with some of the stories that make you say WTF. Argo's in action. Chris Cuthbert's going to join me on the program. The NBA changing the rules. Tennis players are playing at Wimbledon right now. Advancing to the final, I haven't heard of them. Like, Joe Conta's playing Venus Williams. I know those two. The two women that played earlier today, I seriously have never heard of either one of them. And a semifinal of a Grand Slam. I'm going to bring you up to speed on what's going on at Wimbledon. We'll reflect on the ESPYs last night. Lonzo Ball changes his shoes and people lose their mind. Yeah, footwear. It's a, it's a big deal. And we're going to try to fix Major League Baseball. That's where we're going to start today's show. And the phone lines are open. This program, Toronto Today, is our own little version of Talk Pack Toronto. You fill in the blanks. You drive the bus. You have your say. How would you, not the commissioner, you, you're basically Rob Manfred. How would you fix Major League Baseball? And if you say that Major League Baseball doesn't need fixing, use the word improve. But just to bury your head in the sand like an ostrich and say, everything's all good, don't want it to change at all, you sound like a dinosaur. Because the sport needs fixing. Regular season baseball probably is the most, or can be, not always, but can be the most boring sport out there to watch. Period. End of story. Playoff baseball, the drama, the way it plays out, maybe one of the most watchable sports out there. But over 162, it's too much, it's too long, it's too slow, it's too dull. There's a lot of issues. And you just wait, Blue Jays fans, because you've been blessed over the last couple years where every game has seemingly mattered. You just wait till this year when your team already, what, six, seven games below 500? Continue to spin into the abyss? You wait and see what August-September baseball is going to be like around these parts. Unwatchable. Baseball needs to be fixed. How will you or would you fix it? 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. You can text me at 1050-50. Email live at tsn1050.ca. At Wheeler TSN on Twitter. As per usual, producer Keith Bowers here. Kay Gray. Kayla Gray. Sitting by, scrizzy behind the glass as well. Um, Before we get to our listeners, 
our callers, our suggestions on how to fix Major League Baseball. I thought that it was quite obvious what the poll question for today should be on this program. What was more entertaining yesterday? Was it the Mayweather-McGregor press conference at the Budweiser stage, a.k.a. the amphitheater here in Toronto? Or was it Peyton Manning's monologue at the ESPYs? Now, I didn't watch the ESPYs last night, but I did watch the nine, ten minutes uh, on ESPN.com of Peyton Manning's monologue. He crushed it. I was apprehensive. I'm not the biggest Peyton Manning guy. I know he can be entertaining, but last night, man, that Durant joke. Do we have that Durant joke? Let's play this Durant joke. Carving him up. Uh, here's Peyton Manning from last night at the ESPYs. And our gymnastics team was so dominant that Kevin Durant told me he wants to play for them next year. I tell you, I don't think he'd start for that team, Kevin. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, what do you think? Nice. And the reaction of KD was the best part about it. Straight face. By the way, why, why was it Kevin Durant dressed up at all last night? People were there in tuxes, dressed to the nines. Kevin Durant, who won an award, like, what was it, best championship performance? He wore like a t-shirt. Straight faced. Do you think he sold it? He must have known it was coming. It's like, ah, I'm going to put on this front that I'm not having it. That was hilarious. We'll play more of Peyton Manning at the ESPYs a little bit later on. Crush the Atlanta Falcons. Crush Ryan Lochte. I, I, I thought that Peyton was outstanding. Yesterday for the Mayweather, you know, McGregor, there was a couple moments. The crowd was hype. If you were down there, I could see why you were kind of part of that atmosphere. You got all into it. But... Uh, Conor McGregor, here's a taste of what he brought to the table last night. This was one of his best lines, questioning whether Floyd could read or not. What the f*** is he wearing? He looks like a little breakdancer or something, a little 12-year-old breakdancer. What the f***? He's 40. You're 40 years of age. Dress your f***ing age. Carrying a school bag on stage. What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. Not bad. Not bad. I'm not sure what that has to do with the fight coming up or actual beef between the guys. Here's a question. If it was me delivering that joke, I really think it'd be way less funny. It's the accent. The Irish accent, a Scottish accent, does it every time. A good chirp turns into a great chirp. Something about the accent. Maybe like the Scottish, the Irish feel the same about us. But it's that accent, man. That can absolutely sell. So cast your vote. What was more entertaining yesterday? Was it the Mayweather-McGregor press conference? Or was it the Manning monologue at Wheeler TSN on Twitter? The text is 1050.50. The email live at tsn1050.ca. Look, Major League Baseball needs improving. Desperately needs improving. The sport is flawed. Doesn't mean it's not good. Doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. But... For me, there's a lot of issues when it comes to the game of baseball. And Joel Sherman of the New York Post, and and I retweeted it. Um, we'll, we'll try to put it out there on our station account as well, okay, Keith? But the New York Post did this lengthy feature. It must be like 10 or 12 different articles about different ways Major League Baseball can improve, adapt, be fixed. 
it's incredible. Go through, it's thorough, and it will give you a lot of food for thought. We're going to go step by step through some of the areas that Joel Sherman, CeCe Sabathia, Curtis Granderson, and others, David Cohn, others around the game of baseball, how they think it can improve. We will go through that in a few moments, but I'm interested. I want you to bat leadoff here. I want you to have your say. How do you fix, how do you improve the game of baseball? 416-870-1050 and toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Nathan in Toronto. What's going on today, Nathan? Hey, man, I'm good. How are you? Doing well. How do you fix Major League Baseball? You know, I think you nailed it when you said a few moments ago. The playoffs are very entertaining with the regular season drags on. I'm not saying cut the regular season to, like, you know, 82 games of the NHL because that could affect records, it could affect affect history. But you look at the playoffs. After the wall cut around, you have four teams per conference. You don't play 162 games to get, you know, a 14 playoffs. I think if you expand it to eight teams like the NHL, you make it for a lot more exciting postseason, a lot more exciting sport. Okay, but the, the problem is the season is already so long, right, that if you add in potentially another lengthy playoff round, are, are you going to drag out the season really another week into you know late November? Like, How far are you willing to take this? Like, are you willing to sacrifice regular season games to add more playoff games? I think absolutely, because I think the playoffs are so exciting. Argue, you can make the argument, playoff baseball is the most exciting playoff out of all of them, but regular season baseball is the least entertaining. So I think if it comes to it, you could reduce the regular season if you add in a few more playoff teams and prolong it. How much, what would be the sweet spot for you, Nathan, in terms of a regular season calendar in order to get eight playoff teams? You know, I think you look at the NHL, like I said earlier, you may not want to do it, but I think if you do reduce it to 82 games and then you have a 16 playoff format, you make the playoffs into events, not like a sprint. So I think 82 games, it'll make every single regular season game matter, and it'll make the playoffs an absolute spectacle, an event, and it could really help speed up the game because, like they were saying on the show before yours, you're trying to track millennials, like the, the new generation, and... The attention span is a lot less than it was back in the day, and you want to have a faster game, a more exciting game. I think by reducing the regular season and prolonging the playoffs, you can have um, a possibility of making it happen. Good stuff, Nathan. Appreciate it. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. I have some thoughts on the number of games in baseball and how I think 162 is a real problem. And something that needs to be looked at. And you might be sacrificing some ticket revenue to create a better product. I'll I'll get into that in a few moments' time. Grant in Bolton. Good morning, Grant. How are things, pal? Uh, Excellent. How are you? Awesome. Doing well. How do you fix Major League Baseball? My three fixes are in-game stuff. By the way, the owners will never give up that revenue if they shorten the season, right? I know, but we're, so, we're, playing, we're playing commissioner today, so uh, I, I don't All care right. how well, outlandish the do, thought is. I would allow the owners then to charge more for their playoff tickets to make up for their lack of home revenues. But that's not what I was calling about. <laughs> I was calling about three things. One, call an automatic strike on every batter who steps out of the batter's box to adjust his stupid batting gloves and wait for the camera to focus in on how frustrated he is. I'm fine with that. Fine with that. Number two, call an automatic ball on a pitcher who steps off the mound, plays with the resin bag, sighs, and mopes around and massages the baseball. 
after every strike call he does not get. I'm I'm down with that too. Two for two here. Let's make it a three for three. Third thing is automatically demote these umpires who who initiate these ridiculous arguments with the managers. Send them down to AAA for a month and let them ride around on a bus and stay at a three-star hotel because the game is not about the umpires and how how funny they are when they get in an argument over stupid stuff on the field. Just stop this ridiculous arguing that takes up three or four minutes twice a game because I've got grandsons I'm trying to teach the game to. They're looking at me over their, their Game Boys and saying, Crap, what are we watching this for? I totally get it, but it I think you can even take it a step further. Why today in 2017, when we have pitch tracks, we yeah. clearly know what a ball and strike is. Why is there an umpire calling balls and strikes behind the plate? And, and I'm being sincere, other than the whole fact that it's tradition, it's always been that way, that you like the human element do you need okay. that for balls and strikes? Because we clear, when we're watching a broadcast now, we know what's a ball and a strike, and we know when it's a good call or a bad call. And we know what's out at first base or a tag or at second. We don't even we need, we need less of the field umpires than we do the striking ball caller. Right, and, and 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 these aren't subjective, right? That's the thing. Right. Like a lot of sports, it comes down to subjective calls. There's nothing subjective about a ball and a strike. There, there, I, there get all the tra- I get the traditionalists are going to call and say, well, the umpire, the blah, blah, blah. Okay, we understand that. I'm an old guy. I get all that. But I'm telling you, baseball, if they want the millennials and Generation Xers, I guess they're just above the millennials, to stay with this game when their team is not in the playoffs. The only reason the Jays filled up is because they got hot last year, right? Sure. Can sure. you imagine what's going to happen this year if, if this carries on? And that goes for 24 other teams in the league? Right. It, 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 watch, just, if it doesn't catch your eye now, just watch how many guys step out of the batter's box to adjust their hitting gloves after they even take a pitch, for God's sake. It's so, it, it's so slow. Like, the pitch clock is coming. Like, oh, it, yeah, it, it, sure. is, it is yeah. coming in Major League Baseball. And, and Jules Sherman, I recommend you to read this article. Wait, I it, have a better idea on the pitch clock. You know okay. what we'll do? We'll set up a spring-mounted uh, device underneath the pitcher's mouth, <laughs> and it'll it'll <laughs> it'll go off when the clock goes and just fly the pitcher off the mound. It's it, or, or it's like a dunk tank, like the floor yeah, just right. drops out below, and you get dunked. Uh, thanks, All Grant. Right. Really appreciate the All phone right. call. Bye. Appreciate the passion. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. How would you improve? How do you fix Major League Baseball? Now, the pitch clock thing is something that's going to take place. Like, baseball clubs have been notified this is Major League Baseball. This is Rob Manfred's intention. The PA is slow. They're reluctant to change, but they're fighting a losing battle right now. So on average, I have a couple points I want to make about this here. On average, there's about just a bit less than 300 pitches in an average nine-inning baseball game. To the umpire part of that conversation, umps say they get 90% of the calls right. Okay, 90%, fair enough. But if you're, you're, you're in a ball game where 300 pitchers are thrown, 30 of those calls then are going to be wrong. And they could be at crucial moments, game-defining moments. 
Why are we accepting anything less than 100% or 99% of calls being accurate? Instead, you're putting up with subpar umpiring. And, and, I, and, and listen, it's a tough game to call. It really, really is. I feel for the guys. That's why you need to take that arbitrary nature out of, out of the equation altogether. And on that, if you have about 300 pitches per nine-inning game, if a pitch is thrown every 15 seconds, that is about an hour and 15 minutes. Every 20 seconds, that's about an hour and 40 minutes. Every 25 seconds, that's around just over two hours. Not bad. A two-hour baseball game? Like, what's wrong with a 25-second pitch clock? Then you could account for pitching changes and and injuries and all that. You're still going to be under 230. It's when these ball games are extended out three hours, four hours. Like, I know it takes time to to go through 27 outs, but it's just got way too long. The speed of the game, why there isn't a pitch clock already, I simply don't know. It's beyond due. The pace of the game is a problem. And as long as pitchers know the rules and batters know the rules, they're going to adjust. In the 1950s, there wasn't a shot clock in basketball. Do you know what the players did? Adjusted because the game was far too slow. It wasn't watchable. Basketball brought in the three-point line. Like, that's a sport that was willing to change. Baseball's just so slow. These are huge problems. Like, if I try to sit down and watch a Sunday night baseball game, they start at like 8 p.m.? They're done after midnight. What kid that's going to school the next day is staying up to watch that? I don't know, man. Like, a lot of professional leagues, they have their missteps. But Major League Baseball and Manfred's, I think that he's willing to take bigger steps here. And that's why I like his approach. He's being careful. He's not being rash. But he's methodically going through this and figuring out how he can kind of put forward these initiatives. And one of them could be also getting rid of a number of uh, maybe 30 seconds in terms of commercial breaks. What about that as an idea? You take away the revenue of one 30-second television hit and you can save yourself up to 10 minutes of time per ball game. The breaks in between are too long. The game takes too long. And it's something that Major League Baseball is going to have to adapt to. Another thing I wanted to throw out there, the DH rule is the stupidest rule in sport. Major League Baseball hands out one trophy. There's one winner in the sport, yet the league plays by two different sets of rules, depending on what league you're in. The American League plays with the DH all year. The National League doesn't, yet the two divisions play in the World Series and have to abide by and change and alter themselves to the other league's rule, depending what ballpark you're playing in. How stupid is that? The sport needs universal rules. Are you rolling with the DH? Or aren't you rolling with the DH? It blows my mind how this still exists. There's one trophy. There's not the American League trophy, the National League trophy. There's the World Series. Yet both leagues play in different rules. For 162, which isn't an insignificant number, plus the playoff run, yet when they get to the World Series, they need to change, adapt, evolve? How stupid is that?
416-870-1050, toll free at 1-855-591-6876. How do you want to change Major League Baseball? The text is 1050-50. The email's live at tsn1050.ca. Stephen Woodbridge, welcome to the program. How would you change Major League Baseball? Hi. Um, I think uh, interest, you know, the, the commentary, I think there was two, two interesting arguments, but I think they, were, they weren't necessarily the same. One... Um, Speaking about shortening the game is, is, is valid, but I think that that's not necessarily doesn't tie to shortening the season. I think it's two different arguments. I think the challenges with, with both of those is that fewer games means less revenue. Shorter games means less TV commercials. So I think the real the real struggle of, of the of the argument, both are I think are important. I think it is better shorten the season, have more playoffs, uh, shorten the game, make it faster, but. I think the challenge there isn't so much operational as opposed to the real revenue crunch that, that both of those will create. I, I really don't feel bad for this league in terms of the revenue that it makes, quite frankly. Major League Baseball is a money winner. These local television contracts simply don't change what they're giving out to these ball clubs because they want to have a monopoly on summer programming when things are much more light. Uh, and, and that's where they're getting their money from. The ticket revenue, I mean, that's just gravy. That's just icing on top. It's these television contracts that drive Major League Baseball and all professional sport and fairness. And those numbers aren't going down. Um, the, the, the properties are still gaining in value. So I think it's going to take a little bit of sacrifice. I, I, if you want the league to continue to grow, if you want young people into the sport, if you want to make it more watchable, then drastic change is needed. Not not just like um, you know a, a slight facelift. You got to do some surgery here, and you got to be willing to cut deep. And that's what I would say. You're right; it's a tough argument to sell, but oftentimes you need to sacrifice in order to take a league forward. Well, I could just add one comment. Go I ahead. Think the, the... The uh, the biggest challenge will come from the PA because again in both scenarios a shorter game means you're going to have you need you probably carry a or need to carry fewer relievers because there's just not as many uh, a shorter season there's not as much need for as many relievers pitch. So I think that, that might be something that the PA would fight on that side because you're going to shorter season shorter game probably means you need less bench players less less relievers. Well, as long as you give assurance that that won't be the case that you you know maintain the integrity of the situation, I think that you could have more, maybe less relievers, more position players to come in and out and utilize in different situations in the ballgame. I, I don't think you nev- necessarily need to sacrifice jobs. What I like that you didn't say, Steve, is the whole idea that you can't change the number of games in a season because of the record book. And, and, and that, for me, is a non-starter. Because there's a lot of traditionalists that say, look, the stats are what they are, and then you start messing with it, and our interpretation of what something means completely changes. Look, the record books have been bastardized anyways because of the steroid era. We don't know what's what. We don't know if juiced-up balls matter, juiced-up players matter. The record book, for me, has completely been soiled, and that's an argument that traditionalists cannot use any longer. Thanks. Thanks for the phone call, pal. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. The, 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 the amount of games for me is the biggest problem in baseball. 162 is far too many. I don't know how anyone in their, any, in their everyday life can be consumed, can book off 162 to watch your team play. 
It's a sport where you check in, you check out. That's just the nature of it. If you're watching Major League Baseball every night, perhaps it's more like the psychology behind it. The fact that it's like home cooking. It's comfort. It, it, it just feels right knowing that there's a baseball game on today. You might not watch, but just in case you want to turn it on for 10 minutes, it's there. And, and I get that to a certain degree, but that doesn't make for a better product. Here's what I would do, and I was thinking about the math. If all bets were off, if I was com- commissioner, no one would jump on my back about revenue. I'm just thinking about how to make the sport, the product, the best possible. I would get rid of baseball games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Would anyone miss it if your team didn't play on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night? I would have baseball Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every week of the season. For six months of the year, four games a week, it works out to roughly 100 games. You know, roughly a 100-game season. Four games a week. Much more manageable. You don't need a game every day. Keith Bauer shaking his head at me. And I'll, and I'll understand the counter-argument here. I, I really, really will. But for me, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday games, pfft, who cares? You can play every weekend over the course of a Major League Baseball season, and you cut down the schedule by two, three games a week. It's much more consumable. It makes it a family outing. It makes something to do each and every weekend. Just get it away from being each and every day. Each and every day, like three to four hours of baseball, it's far too much. You probably you might be against it, but I don't know how one can say that 162 feels like the right number. It simply doesn't. We'll continue to take your phone calls, 416-870-1050, toll-free at 1-855-591-6876. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. How would you fix Major League Baseball? More of your thoughts next. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Dr. Nick Riviera today. I'm like an MD without a license doing surgery on Major League Baseball. Well, it is about good friend Mr. McGregor with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. Five out of ten? Is that okay? Keep- twelve out of ten. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, that's buddy. A hard twelve. Nailed it! <laughs> Gareth Wheeler with you, Toronto Today, TSN 1050. We're trying to fix Major League Baseball. A lot of great texts coming in. Keep them coming to 1050.50. Emails live at tsn1050.ca, at WheelerTSN on Twitter. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Text coming in. Baseball is a snore fest. Too many games, too many mound visits. Player changes. Three games a week is more than enough. Uh, also, the fact that Jays play the Yankees, Rays, Orioles, Red Sox about 20 times a year is a joke. Bring in other teams! Brad, why not shorten games by an inning? Same number of games per season. I just can't make the commitment. Someone else texted in, players are shamed for showing personality and character. Too many games. Let the players rule the game, not the suits. Also, get rid of pitchers hitting. 95% of them can't hit anyways. True. Like, what? DH should just be in both leagues. How about no commercials mid-innings? Only when the inning's done. 
can wrap my head around that as well. That's from Justin in London. Continue to share your thoughts at Wheeler TSN, 416-870-1050, I'll address some of those thoughts in a few moments' time. Let's go out to the hammer. Bruce. Sounds like a proper name from the hammer, by the way. Bruce, welcome to the program. How you doing today, pal? Not too bad. Let's do some surgery on Major League Baseball, shall we? How we shall. would you um, fix it? And I'm in full agreement. I think all sports seasons are too long. But um, my concern is the stadium and the vendors and the people that are at the games. Um, is the vendor going to want to, if you get the game down to, say, an hour and a half, two hours, what's that, two beer? Uh, is the vendor going to want to pay the rent in one of these ex- places and uh, only sell two beer to a Customer? Well, well, Bruce. For one, they stop selling beer after the seventh inning, anyways. Right. They, they do so. that. And two, you could make the argument that that's a problem with baseball games. Too many donkeys in the crowd that are going there, not having just a couple beers, enjoying the day, but getting smashed out of their gourd to the point where they're swearing and pissing off everyone else around them. I agree. Like, you can't that. go to a ball game and have a couple beers, chill out, have a good time. You need to get smashed. Yeah. I don't get that. Why is that baseball? Yeah, I fully agree with that. Those aren't baseball fans. Um, they shouldn't be. They should be thrown out of the thing um, right away. So I, I fully agree there. But again, who uh, who pays? Will a vendor pay their rent? If they're not making enough money. Well, do you know what you could do? Here's how you can counteract that, Bruce. You can open up the building an hour earlier. Make it a party. Have, like, bar areas where people can come and hang out. Just come into the building earlier. Like, and, and, and you, can, you can have as many beers as you want. But you can have a time. Go ahead before the game, but it's when the game is on, the pace of the play is just far too slow. And it shouldn't be extended out just to kind of make sure that Johnny, whoever that's sitting in the crowd, can have an extra drink. you got to think about the television audience, the radio audience, how people are consuming. It's just far too long, far too much. And I don't disagree with you. Like I say, I would love to see the games down to uh, 150 games or 140 games in a seven-inning game, Yeah, Uh, just like softball. So, But uh, will it ever happen? See, if there was ever a commissioner to do something, it's not that joke Bud Selig who who, who turns a blind eye to any issue, uh, whether it be PEDs or any other problem in Major League Baseball. Manfred seems progressive. He's talked about pace of play. He's going to bring in a pitch clock. I I think that he's moving things in the right direction. It's just about how much pushback will come from the PA and how much traditionalists will have a say. But I think there's widespread acknowledgement across Major League Baseball that the game needs to be fixed. Yeah, and you mentioned the pitch clock. Um, um, I got no issues with that. I think that's a great idea. But also bring in uh, an electronic uh, strike zone like do we? Do you need a home plate umpire except for the no. out and safe calls on home, running home? That's it. I, you you can have a rope. We watch pitch tracks. We know what a ball and a strike is. Yeah. Like that rule is irrelevant, and it sets those umpires up for disaster. And they're the ones that look bad. And uh, and Major League Baseball looks bad because of it because they're not getting calls right. Yeah. Even if they and get ninety percent uh, of calls right, they're still in, in a in an average ball game. If there's roughly three hundred pitches, they're still getting thirty plus calls wrong, yeah. and that's too many. Yeah. It's too many. They could they could come at critical moments. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. Uh, very subjective. Uh, you get someone who, uh, oh, I don't want a Canadian team in there or something. Um, all of a sudden, the strike zone's wide on one side and not on the other side. Right. Um, I'd much rather see the electronic thing. Yeah, I don't believe that's the case, but it opens up the door for that conversation to yeah. be had, which is problematic. Thanks for the phone call, Bruce. Not a problem. Have Appreciate a great day, it. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Uh, I want to hear how you want to fix Major League Baseball. Andrew driving in on, on the 401 right now. Is the rain coming down, Andrew? No, rain has stopped, bud. Beauty. Uh, how do you want to fix Major League Baseball, pal? Uh, okay, so how about this? Uh, how about MLB implements a timeout system where innings one through eight, each manager gets one timeout, use it as you will for a mound visit or whatever, and then for the ninth inning, they, each manager gets another timeout. So that way you don't have the, the pitching coach, the manager coming out, talking, whatever. It could save 10, 15 minutes a game. You know, little small steps could help. So you want to ban the mound visit, essentially? Essentially, or, or just limit them to one or two per game. You know, don't necessarily ban it. It's just when you see the pitching coach come out, Three or four times in an inning, it really gets a little ridiculous. Right, it, it, it's too much, but there's going to be some unavoidable situations, right? Like when you want to change a pitcher, um, and, and, and there, there, there are critical moments. For me, the problem is is some of these at-bats go on forever and forever forever, whether it's the batter stepping out of the box, the pitcher um, taking too long to pitch, throwing over to first base, it's all too much. You got 20 seconds. A 20-second pitch clock can solve a lot of these issues. The NBA adapted, and so will these players. As long as they understand the context, I think that they're more than willing to play ball. Pardon the pun. Absolutely. Just my whole theory is that if, you, if, if a manager wants to stop the game, without right. making a roster change, a pitching change, or whatever, then you get to only do it once for the first eight innings, and then you get another one in the ninth because there's probably more on the line that late in the game. I, I'm, right? I'm cool with that. Like, Andrew, like I would question why you even need a timeout in baseball like that, unless there is an injury. Like, the game is so slow developing... That, and you have your you have your first base coach, you have your third base coach, you have other people communicating from the dugout. Like you should be able to just be able to just adjust on the fly in this game because it's totally not fluid. Agree. I don't even know if you need a timeout. I totally agree. But if you watch enough baseball as I do, you see it all the time. Three, four mound visits from the pitching coach in an inning. It gets crazy. It's a it's a tactic, uh, right? It's 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 yeah. it's a stall. It's 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 built in as a strategy. Exactly, but really. What are we talking about here? Shortening the game, right? Totally. Just want to add one more point about the uh, designated hitter, uh, uh, the two different rules in the leagues. Uh, what slows down the game in the National League is when uh, a pitcher has uh, uh, pitched his last inning and then the manager makes roster changes because they want to fill in a batter for the pitcher. Right. So you end up with three or four pinch hitters. You're moving center fielders. If you have a designated hitter, you eliminate that whole process altogether. So they should just uh, adapt one set of rules. I believe the designated hitter, hey, everyone loves the long ball. So, you know, Edwin Encarnacion is only going to get signed in the American League because he's a designated hitter. Where could have been playing in San Francisco and been hitting bombs, you know, for the rest of his career. So, you know, that's my thought. Uh, Totally with you. No one likes seeing a, a pitcher get pitched to. 
And, and especially when an American League pitcher who doesn't typically do it, an interleague player in the World Series has to either be sacrificed or either has to risk injury or, or, or be put in a compromised position. For me, and the argument's always made in the National League, I love the tactical change, the strategy about it. Well, that strategy I can do without because it takes so freaking long to execute. And you're just trying to like paper over a crack, a flaw in the system that you have two different sets of rules for two different leagues and one trophy. So thanks for the phone call, Andrew. Really appreciate it. Drive safely out there. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. How would you fix Major League Baseball? Aaron in Scarborough, you're up, pal. How's, how are things this morning? Not so bad. Uh, no, no rain right now, so it's okay. Okay, buddy. We're, we'll get through it together. Uh, let's do surgery here. Take out your knife. How are you right. carving and cutting Major League Baseball? Okay. Uh, pace of play. Um, and as you said, uh, how long it takes uh, for an at-bat. Let's say there's a, a walk and uh, there's a, a, a player at first base. That's really when the at-bats take forever because the pitcher wants to hold the runner at first then the batter is too uh, impatient, so he wants to step out, readjust, do his grab his crotch thing. I think if the throws to first, he gives up a ball. And if the batter steps out of the box, he gives up a strike. And so you either stay in the box and you, you're, if you're uncomfortable too bad. And if you're the pitcher, you've got to deliver the ball to home plate. That's it. I'm cool with that. You want to keep the runner honest. I get it. But wouldn't more running, more stolen base attempts be more entertaining? And I'm thinking just purely from an entertainment perspective. Runners being aggressive. We all like that in Major League Baseball, right? And I think the strategy would kind of change and evolve and adapt where maybe you want more speed guys on your team. Maybe you want less guys like Kendry's Morales. And more guys that can actually get out there and move. I think it would just be a natural progression where you would see more athletes play the game if they had the green light naturally more often, restricting how many times a pitcher can throw over to first base. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if a pitcher can't throw over to first base, he's got to deliver the ball to home. Now you've got to emphasize your catcher to throw him out. Right. Um, and, and the batter cannot step out of the box. If you step out of the box to adjust your head... Uh, you know, whatever, scratch your nose, you've given up a strike. Totally. That, that's a no-brainer for me. That's a slam dunk. Hopefully that comes into play with the pitch clock if it comes into play in 2018. That seems like the first move that should be made, Aaron. Thanks for the phone call, 416-870-1050. Let's go to Mississauga. Alex, welcome to Toronto today. What's going on, Alex? Hey, man, it's all good, Garrett. Honestly, I am so happy that you're the host of Toronto today. <laughs> Thanks, I'm so pal. glad to hear you came back. Okay, so to my comment... Um, I think I'm just going to parrot what everyone else said about the 162 games being too long because I just looked at the standings. I saw if you're a Phillies fan, like, aren't you already clocked out? I don't know. It's just like the amount of games. I don't really have a solution for it, but I just feel like the amount of games and, like, the difference right now, they're 29 and 58. There's no chance of them making the playoffs. They're done. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, like, what's the point of even, like, watching the rest of the games? It's just it's too long. For like maybe if, if your team is taking a tank, I don't know. I don't know the solution, but I just think that's a huge problem. Well, less games is the real solution here, Alex. Like mm-hmm. for me now, how to go about doing that? How to make up for for lost potential revenue? I mean, that is a legitimate concern, and I completely understand that. But you can't tell me, and, and, and like I said off the top of the show, there's very few things worse in sport 
than some of these regular season Major League Baseball games. They're too slow. They take too long. They're too boring. The games don't matter. But playoff baseball, man, oh, man, there are a few things in the sports world that's better. So I would want every game to mean more because meaningful baseball is awesome. And how do you create more meaningful baseball? Well, either more playoff spots or shorten the season so every game means more. And that's why I'm a huge advocate. There are too many games in Major League Baseball. You need to cut it down. I would go down as low as 100 games. An 100-game season would be okay for me. 120 is probably the sweet spot, but I'd settle at 140. I think less games would be better for everyone involved and much easier for the average fan to consume. Exactly. Like I'm the average fan. I'm basically just a Blue Jays fan. But I understand the structure of the NFL season in terms of how they split up the divisions and the conference play and how each matters. But I just don't know how you balance like how many inter-conference games versus how many conference games like you can have during the season. Like I don't know what the sweet number is, but I, I'm guessing someone else does. <laughs> right, right. You'd have to do the math. You probably have to sacrifice interleague play. Um, but inter- interleague play shouldn't exist anyways, in my opinion, until you settle on the DH rule. Are you going to have oh. one or aren't you going to have one? So thanks for the phone call, Alex. Thanks for the kind words. Appreciate it. Uh, you can continue to share your thoughts. The text is 105050. The email is live at tsn1050.ca at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. The NBA taking progressive steps to change, to alter their sport. I'll tell you the upcoming changes that Adam Silver and company are implementing in the NBA and how Major League Baseball should take a page from their book. That's coming up next. Wheels with you, TSN 1050 in Toronto. Imagine if Adam Silver was the commissioner of Major League Baseball. He'd be sitting in this chair today doing the major surgery because Adam Silver, the NBA's commissioner, has brought significant changes to their game. I'll tell you what they are right about now. Gareth Wheeler with you at WheelerTSN on Twitter. Next hour of the program, we'll get into the scene down at the Budweiser stage yesterday and the hype machine that was Mayweather-McGregor. Would we like to see that for other sports? Hyping up games, even if it's fake heat, Heat nonetheless. We'll get into that and whether you're buying what they were selling and how that could be effective in other professional sport. That's coming up at the top of the clock. But Adam Silver and the NBA announced some significant changes yesterday. They wanted to address a big-time criticism of the league, that all you need to do is watch the end of the end of basketball games and that the end of games, the last two minutes, seem like they're 30 minutes long. So to do so, they've cut timeouts. Instead of 18 timeouts per game, it's been cut down to 14, where teams can only use two timeouts each in the last two minutes of ball games. So you're getting rid of a timeout in the last two minutes of games, which is a huge step forward, so it's not going to be so herky-jerky at the end of games. Also timeouts, you know they have the full timeouts, which are 100 seconds, and the 20-second timeouts... Those don't exist anymore. All timeouts are 75 seconds long. Because the 20-second timeouts, they're never 20 seconds. They're always like a minute, two minutes. They just linger. So they're 75 seconds. The NBA believes that they can take down their average game length from 2 hours and 23 minutes to approximately 2.15. At halftime, 
Right after the second quarter ends, the clock starts 50 minutes. Then the game's back on. No longer is that clock starting late. It's going to be run way more efficiently. Another positive change. Free throw shooters, they're not going to be allowed to venture beyond the three-point line in between attempts anymore. Where you miss a shot, you wander around, you give guys high fives, that's done. You're not going to be allowed to do that anymore. You're going to have to stay on the line, picking up the pace of play. Imagine if Major League Baseball did the same. And this is the NBA, a fast sport. Also, they're starting the season 10 games, 10 days earlier. That's a win. Like I said, fewer timeouts. And the trade deadline's moved up before the All-Star game. So teams have to act sooner. All great changes by the NBA. What I'll say to Major League Baseball, it's your turn. It's your turn to step up. Stop listening to the traditionalists. It's time to be progressive. You're being left behind in comparison to the other professional sports in North America around you. Continue to share your thoughts at Wheeler TSN. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. Were you down at the Mayweather McGregor press conference yesterday? If so, I want you to call me up, explain the experience that you had, and would you like to see the same kind of hype used and applied by athletes in other sports? Let's go there next. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050.